Welcome into the Baseball Insiders, taking place at 2 o'clock Eastern time, like we told you, for the best reason possible. My co-host and fan side of MLB Insider, Robert Murray, is headed to Game 3 of the World Series tonight, and it'll be a pivotal one because the Diamondbacks won Game 2 after losing an instant classic in Game 1. But of course they did, because that's just what they do. Robert, thanks for joining me as always. Uh, it doesn't make a ton of sense that Merrill Kelly completely dominated the Diamondbacks 1-9-1 game, but also it makes all the sense in the world because we just keep seeing this. That, that we do, and it's been just a steady just dose of the Diamondbacks' pitching just absolutely shoving in this postseason. And I'll tell you, that's been the key to their success is having guys like Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly step up but also the emergence of Brandon Fott who's starting tonight. And I know we're going to dive really deep into this series, but the chess match between the Rangers' potent offense and then the Diamondbacks' pitching has been just phenomenal to watch. Very curious to see it up close tonight ask some people about it. Um, but most importantly, Mr. Adam Weiner, how are we doing good, sir? Doing well. Uh, before we dive into all the fun stuff, obviously I suffered probably the single worst football loss I've experienced in 13 years uh, since the Deshaun Jackson game last night. Uh, this Giants team is stupid. They're they're two and six, and they were going to be three and five if they won. So either way, pretty bad. But my Christ, you, you're up with 24 seconds left. All you have to do is prevent Zach Wilson from driving into field goal range, and you can't do it. So I. Uh, I, I let a bad team kill me. I let a bad team stab my soul. Uh, it was weird. It was really weird because of how little I care about this and how much I accidentally cared about that. But other than that, I'm doing great. I'm feeling good about the World Series, and I'm feeling much better, I think you'll agree, that we got an instant classic in Game 1 and then a win by the other team in Game 2, setting up a great end to the series. Uh, I still hope. I think I'm I'm pulling for the Texas Rangers, all things considered, but I would much rather see a 1-1 series, and I'd still like to see a 2-2 series if we could grab that. Oh, 100%. I, I think, like, there's definitely a real shot that it's 2-2 after, games four, or after game four here, but that game one was wild. Like, Paul Seawald has been, been very good. Like, he's been one of the better closers in baseball in recent years, and he was dominant against the Phillies. And as soon as he entered the game with it being 5-3, you thought, okay, the Rangers probably don't have much hope here. And then Corey Seager, who I think is probably one of the, if not the best pure hitter in baseball, um, demolishes a baseball under the right field bleachers. And that sends that fan base into absolute just haywire. Um, now, even I think it was what Tori Lovello said it was the loudest he's ever heard a crowd, which I wondered if that was an indirect shot at Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. uh, if so, that was extremely well played and pretty subtle. Uh, that was—I know I'm not the only person who's thought that, but um, yeah, like that or like that game, like instantly, like that could have been one that could have turned that series. That could have created some bad juju moving forward for the Diamondbacks. So give them some major credit for bouncing back and winning rather convincingly in Game Two. Game three tonight, you know, coming into the year, if you thought it would be Max Scherzer against Brandon Fott in game three of the World Series, you'd think the team that has Max Scherzer would end up being the team with the advantage. But I'm going in, like, I'm kind of leaning toward the Diamondbacks in this game. Fott's been awesome this postseason. It's been a breakout star for the Diamondbacks, while Scherzer's been pretty rocky since returning from the injury. I think game three goes to the Diamondbacks. What do you think, Adam? 
I feel the exact same way. And I also feel like that it would almost be unreasonable to feel the opposite at this point, especially mm -hmm. after watching the compromised version of Max Scherzer we saw and knowing that any Max Scherzer start is probably going to have some bullpen caddies, some John Gray uh, fought at an all-time high right now. Scherzer's stock probably at its lowest in quite a while. And uh, if you are a sports fan who plays DFS, you probably know that because you got to pick your lineup on a regular basis. Have you heard of Superdraft DFS? That's the sponsor for today's show. Superdraft hosts daily fantasy prop games where you can compete for a chance to win cash prizes. The game is simple. For each contest, you're given a pool of props for upcoming games. You pick whether each prop will be over or under the given total. You can choose up to eight different props for a bigger win. If you want to join in on the action, we got you covered. Sign up with our promo code FAN today, F-A-N, it's that easy, and receive a deposit match up to $20. You will also receive a free pick in your first game. Think of it like a free square in bingo or a free leg to a parlay. Using code FAN when signing up not only gets you these great rewards, but it also lets you directly support the show. That's today's sponsor. So make sure to use promo code FAN when you sign up. This offer is only available to new customers who are 18+, plus, 19+, plus in Alabama, and 21+, plus in Massachusetts and physically present in valid states like this show all the time, we are biased against people in Massachusetts. Please remember to always game responsibly. Check the episode description for full terms of the offer. And again, join the Discord. Like Justin said in the comments, he's waiting for free agency and trade season to heat up. That's five days after the World Series. So are we. And that is the easiest place where you can access Robert's thoughts ongoing as trade season heats up. You mentioned something I think crucially important when setting up game three and setting up the Fott Scherzer clash, it's that the Seawald ninth inning where let's be honest, walks the lead off. He's been nails locked down, walks the lead off hitter, retires Semyon, but Corey Seager does not make him, doesn't exactly ratchet up the drama. You're not waiting very long in that at bat for Seager to go boom. It's just like, oh, well, that's 430 feet. Okay, cool. Uh, he knew it. He screams as he hit it, right? That could have been a killer. That could have been an absolute killer. That's the third straight D-backs World Series road game where they have allowed a game-tying home run in the ninth inning and lost the game, ultimately. The 2001 D-backs don't have a lot of similarity with this year's team. On Like, objectively, it's been 20 years. Kurt Schilling or Randy Johnson are not walking through that door. But the parallels were really absurd, and they extended the game, too, where George W. Bush threw out the first pitch in both World Series. Seager and Tino Martinez tie the game, you know, the lefty batter going to right center, although Seager went a little further to right. And then the righty batter ending the game with an oppo walk-off. Odolis Garcia and Jeter's home runs look remarkably similar. But then what else was similar about that? The Diamondbacks won the 2001 World Series, and the Diamondbacks convincingly won game two. So it's not just that we have a 1-1 series, it's that we have a gift you know it really did feel like they they rescued something from the depths in game two and Merrill Kelly who passed 200 innings for the second straight year and threw in the WBC is sort of the real hero of this series so far to me he's the one once again who set up this whole nearly even clash with his best start of the postseason even better than the one he was pulled early from in Philly Oh, 100 percent. And Merrill, like Merrill Kelly has always been a really good pitcher, but like he's it, I feel like the national scene is finally getting the, a glimpse at how good he is. And you wonder if possibly even next year or something or down the line, he can end up having some um, 
if he could end up having some arm issues just with the, the amount of workload he's had this entire season with, as you mentioned, with also pitching in the WBC. But um, just for now, though, like the Diamondbacks, you don't – I wonder where they'd be without him because I don't think they'd be here without Merrill Kelly at all. And he righted the ship, and I think that's kind of the story of the Arizona Diamondbacks this season here is how they've overcome adversity. And even during the regular season, they were talking about their backs were up against the wall. And when they came into the postseason, they were almost like just felt free. Like they had a like second chance here. New life was breathed into them. And they sweep the Brewers, sweep the Dodgers. Then they get their backs up against the wall again against Philadelphia. And you'd think their season would, their season felt like it was over. And then they came back and they won the series in seven games. Their backs were up against the wall once again after game one. And they just ended up coming through uh, in game in game two here. And I'll tell you, that's it's a really impressive team, especially for how young it is. And I think that speaks to the job that Tori Lovello has done, but also the job that Mike Hazen has done accumulating that talent because they have in building that roster. Um, like character was really important, and you can it really shines through um, in in the fact that they've been able to overcome all this. And I think that's just one of the really underrated aspects of this Diamondback. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Team. It's very funny because this almost feel this doesn't feel like anything with much precedent in baseball. It almost feels like an underdog team going through March Madness. But what are we used to at the end of a March Madness run? The coach gets poached. Like the stars go to the NBA. People leave. Like here. Mike Hazen just agreed to stick around for so much longer. The infrastructure is not going anywhere. He's well aware that Jordan Lawler is up next. He's He's been here. He's been taking BPs, not really getting in these games. But Jordan Lawler is next. Drew Jones is next. Corbin Carroll is just getting started. And the people who did bring the high-character players in to help this roster out are not leaving. You know, Torrey Lovello stayed through the hard times. Mike Hazen showed faith in him. He's sticking around. Hazen had a chance to interview with the Red Sox, decided not to. Um, you know, it makes me think, hey, Tommy Pham, like where else is he more likely to play on a one-year deal than here next year, right? Like, I, I don't know. That's the kind of thing. It feels like if you can, if you've got, you know, kids, GM, manager, like why wouldn't a veteran want to come here and just go year by year? Why wouldn't somebody like Pham or somebody like Longoria just stay yeah. in Arizona as long as they can? Oh, 100%. And like, and coming to Arizona was something that was really important for Longoria. Like, obviously he's like, he lives here. Like it's uh, an area he's really familiar with. And like, it was, uh, it was basically an, an off season move that was uh, you could see coming, but considering the overall success of this team, the vibe around the team and just everything that comes with it, this is going to become an attractive destination for free agents. And I think you're spot on in, in saying that, a guy like Tommy Pham uh, would be interested in staying. Although uh, from everything I've gathered, I think he's going to end up having a pretty extensive market and it could end up going to like being a multi-year deal. Um, I think a team that actually um, 
that makes sense there is the Atlanta Braves. I uh, I want to give a shout out to a, our lovely editor at, at Fansided here, Mark Powell. He was the one who put that on my radar um, at some point. Like he put it on my radar like two weeks ago. And all of a sudden, um, I, I, I thought it was not necessarily like a, a real possibility, but um, I checked with some folks and it sounds like he's at least a player that could be of interest to Atlanta. Um, so I think that could be uh, one of the many teams that are going to be in on fam. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, it's, it's going to be a very attractive destination for a lot of these veteran players. And um, yeah, I'll tell you, it's, it's once again, it's a credit to the job that Mike Hayes and, and Tori Lovello have done. Uh, but Adam, are you there or are you frozen? Nope, I think Adam is frozen out, so it's just me here. Um, what is he? Oh, there you go. He's back. back. Look at that. What on earth? Can everybody hear me? You're, you're back. Crazy. I did I not you. enjoy that. I did not enjoy that at all. No, you you, you picked the perfect time to freeze up because I was in the middle of my spiel. Um, but it, it's good to have you back. I was talking about how Tommy family could have a, a very extensive market in the offseason, and I think Atlanta is one of the possibilities. Yeah, it's good to be back. I was just going to ping everyone saying I don't know why I left the show. I didn't intend to, but it's it's great to be back. I heard I love that fit as well. And shout out to Mark Powell for bringing that to our attention. Um, yeah, you look at the options in left field in this free agency cycle, and they're uh, quite abysmal. Um, you've got David Peralta sort of in that tier two, like Justin is mentioning. Um, you know, I'm examining it from a Yankees perspective. It's sort of like, hey, if you don't get Bellinger and you don't get Juan Soto and like you can get those guys and move some pieces around. But otherwise, it's going to be tough to tangibly improve and left. It's like Jock and Mark Canna if his option gets, you know, whatever happens with his option happens. And Tommy Pham's right in that top tier. So if he can't get a multi-year deal this offseason, he might never get it. Um, but yes, it does. I mean, that does not change the fact that Arizona is certainly becoming a more attractive destination for these types of players. Uh, on the flip side though, I feel like you can't talk about this postseason without talking about a team that's sitting at home in the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I, I don't know how we got here, but it's possible the Cardinals are having a worse October than any other major league team, not just Adolis Garcia, who they did DFA. The Rangers DFA'd him too, by the way. So he cleared waivers after they after they signed Mike Fultonavich, and everybody could have had him, but Tommy Pham was a Cardinal. Randy Orozarena, a Cardinal. Mike Maddox, recently a Cardinal. Jordan Montgomery, they had to sell him after what they did this year, but can't shake the Cardinals' DNA there. Has any team had a worse October than the St. Louis Cardinals who are still on the sidelines trying to figure out their future? I don't think so. Uh, it's it's been a brutal just obviously it's been a brutal postseason for the Cardinals. And if you look at some of the other players that have also left that organization and had success elsewhere, I don't think you can mention guys and not immediately mention like Sandy Alcantara. Um, I mean, if they need starting pitching and high end starting pitching in the absolute worst way, and they had the best right handed pitcher in baseball last year um, or just recently. Uh, in their organization, they had them sign for cheap. And then who did they – was it the Marcelo Zuna trade? Yeah, and speaking of Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallen, another Cardinal. Yeah, I mean, it was – they they had both. They, they, they I mean, they could have a dominant rotation. And, I'm, I mean, you wonder, like, what their future or what their uh, um, their last few years look like if they ended up having both those guys. 
and they wouldn't have had to have traded Harrison Bader for Jordan Montgomery. Obviously, that trade did work out. Uh, but you wonder, like, it's moves like that that had a domino effect elsewhere. And you wonder how that would have altered the course of baseball history. We'll never know, obviously. But, um, yeah, brutal, brutal, um, like just postseason for them to watch these guys because they had them. And uh, and Justin's right. Like to be fair, they did win the Goldschmidt Arenado trades. Like yes. they literally had the Colorado Rockies pay them to take Nolan Arenado. So like, I mean, that's that's a W. But um, man, it, they they could have had a really 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 fun fun like last few years and fun future. But now they're I don't know, just kind of just stuck. Yeah, even Hal Steinbrenner scoffing in their direction. But the uh, the 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 Goldschmidt trade. Very valid. Uh, didn't get much in return there. And the Diamondbacks look even better, I would say, with Goldschmidt than with a struggling Christian Walker right now. So you take the wins where you can get them. But it's a veritable all-star team. And most of them have starred in this postseason, including Garcia, who literally set a postseason RBI record with his walk-off home run in game one of the world series i don't think like you can do the laundry list of cardinals you can go through the whole list of people they've let go but i think we have to just pause on el bombi and sit back and appreciate what we're seeing because this might be the best individual postseason of all time it is it's crazy uh because like it feels like in the last couple of years because what he hit and just so i, I want to make sure i have this right in 2021 he hit 31 homers 20 in 2022 he had 27 homers and it felt like he was still under the radar for a lot of different people maybe it was because he was on not so great rangers teams and um they just wasn't getting the spotlight but he's been really underrated and this year he ends up hitting 39 dingers and ends up becoming one of the more clutch players in baseball and he's been like it, it was funny it was like i was watching I was watching game one with my girlfriend's friends and one of them, as soon as, um, as soon as Garcia ended up coming up to the plate, he was like, Oh, this guy's a stud. Like it just feels like he's getting a home run here. And the next thing I know, he's hitting the ball, the right field, opposite field, and it goes into the stands and they win. And it's just, it's, he's the kind of guy now where he went from being underrated nationally to when he's at the plate, you're expecting big things every time, especially in key moments. And, um, that's like that's another one for the Cardinals. I remember like there's that tweet where they announced the uh, the designated for assignment where they they DFA'd Garcia, and there was that one fan. That one fan was like, "Oh, I don't I don't like that. He's 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 a good player," and everybody else was like not minding it at all. And uh, that fan knew something, and so did the Texas Rangers. Even even they got lucky because I feel like at one point they let him go too. Um, yeah, but for, sometimes, uh, for Fulte, for Mike Fultonavich, they DFA'd him and he circulated and came right back. That's right. And um, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, but man, oh man, the talent is there and he's performing in the highest level. And another thing that's got to excite the Rangers too is he's performing at this level. He's 30 years old, but he's also not a free agent until 2027. So they're going to have him signed for relatively cheap, uh, definitely under what he would make if he was – uh, entering free agency for sure. But another layer of this too is obviously they have spent big on Corey Seager. They have spent big on Marcus Simeon. They spent big on Jacob deGrom. They have Max Scherzer. I don't I can't remember. Scherzer's on a contract for next year. Yeah, it's um, one more. Yep, because he signed a three-year deal. Uh, it was Verlander signed it too. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is that 
it gives them even more flexibility to pursue a guy like Shohei Otani. And I, at the trade deadline, they were absolutely poking around on that because that was a player that was of interest there and they were monitoring it. And obviously Artie Moreno pulled him off the market and said he's not being traded. But in the offseason, they're not going to have to worry about Artie Moreno. All they're going to have to worry about is a qualifying offer. And if there's anything we've we've gotten to learn in the last couple of years, the Rangers are not afraid of the qualifying offer. They spend big, and I, I firmly expect the Rangers to be in on Otani this offseason. And that they could be one of the top threats to steal him away from the Dodgers, who I think, I mean, like they seem like they'd be the favorite. I don't know if that's necessarily like um, – I don't know. It's like from the outside looking in, it seems like the Dodgers are the are the favorites, but um, there's a lot of other teams that are lurking, and I firmly expect the Rangers to be one of them and one of the more prominent ones at that. Yeah, uh, only we have to worry about Artie Moreno. The rest of us still have to worry about Artie Moreno, but no one in the Shohei Otani chase does, especially because teams like the Rangers, teams like the Dodgers are beginning to distinguish themselves away uh, and more so than a return to Anaheim. Also, just side note, I love calling Adolis Garcia El Bombi. Uh it's cuz his head is big too for those who don't know. The, it's like his head looks like a light bulb, so it's like a, a you know, bastardization of the Spanish word for light bulb. It feels so good that he has such a great nickname. He's becoming known by it. And it's not just first initial, it's not A-Rod, E-Rod, A-Gar. Like, we're actually getting creative again here. I put together a list of nicknames for the Rangers and Diamondbacks. Take them if you want them. Evan Carter, the gazelle to me. Maybe the Carter 3-2, Lil Wayne homage. Maybe El Bambi, because he kind of runs like a little deer. Merrill Kelly, I'm calling the Wanderer. Tommy Pham is open palm. Mitch Garver, the wood carver. Jordan Montgomery is big silence. These are my pitches. If anybody wants them, grab them. Just make sure to give me credit. But at least, Robert, you can agree that the more colorful and clever these nicknames moving forward, the better. Oh, 100%. I love a good nickname. And that's actually one of the things that got me to be such a like a big fan in general, especially growing up. Like I remember uh, like Brian Dawkins. He was Weapon X. I, this is going yeah. to football here. Um, Brian Dawkins was, was weapon X. You had Terrence Knight in the big defensive tackle, uh, for the, uh, Denver Broncos and a bunch of other teams. His nickname was pot roast. Never forget. And I don't know if there's anyone in baseball who could like fit that nickname, but like football's had some great nicknames. Baseball seems like it's been lacking. And I, I think it's about time that baseball got, um, on the right track here with the nicknames. Cause it's, it's only a good thing. Yeah. Who can possibly for Marshawn Lynch beast mode, like, the more the more uh, baseball players that embrace that and try to get creative, the better. And luckily, El Bombi has had a showcase, uh, but there's still room for improvement there. So we will see. Uh, let's make sure to hit on uh, just a couple of things. There's some questions in the chat about the Angels managerial search. There always is. I know Craig Council's name has been thrown around a lot this week. Uh, and I read this morning that he maybe took his first formal interview with the Guardians. So uh, in this uh, World Series special, I want to make sure that we still do a corner uh, for you to talk about a couple of updates and personnel changes. So I wonder, let's just take both of those. Do you have any updates on what the Angels are looking at and any thoughts on the way the wind is blowing for Council? Yeah, the Angels, it's it's funny because it's been just basically – 
everyone's saying that they don't know. And it's Artie Moreno keeping a, like it's he's keeping it really private here. And even people that are in the search, like are like they don't know what's going on. And they're asking me, like, what do you know? And I'm like, what do you know? And it seems like nobody knows. Hmm. And even then I was like, because there's reports out from the athletic that the Angels were looking for a uh, president of baseball operations. And I've been asked this in, in different um and different or different shows here, even on Twitter. And all I've gotten back is that ask Artie. And like, it's people that you think would know, they don't know. And it's really just, it's strange. And I don't know what to make of that. Um, but the angels are one of the more uniquely run organizations. I feel like that's a really nice way of saying it. Mm-hmm. And the way that this managerial search has gone and allegedly, apparently this president of baseball operations search, um, it's really strange, but uh, going to council here is, um, yeah, he is talking to the Guardians. He has talked to the Mets, and he's just exploring his options. And it's him doing his due diligence because this is the first time as a manager where he is like a free agent. He can talk to all these other teams and see what's out there. And he wants to be fairly compensated because he does not believe that he is in Milwaukee. Um, and maybe him talking to other teams gets Mark Atanasio to, to increase his salary. And I think in that case he would stay, but um, the Brewers have never really been um, a team that spends overly big. Um, and you have to wonder if there's a real shot that he goes. And my guess is that he is elsewhere next year. Um, I don't think he's going to return to Milwaukee. Obviously like nothing has been ruled out from my knowledge. Um, but the fact that he's talking to other teams indicates to me that like he's very serious about like exploring all the options that are out there. And there's also just a big NFL trade. The Giants traded Leonard Williams to the Seahawks. Yes. There you go. Sources tell well, me no, no, it's Ian Rappaport, but yeah, sources tell <laughs> sources are telling Ian <laughs> Rappaport who's also telling me. Yeah. Yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. But anyways, that that just happened. So hey, like the last two last two shows here, the Eagles made a trade and then the Giants made a trade. So that's a that's a big one and a smart one because that is uh their most expensive and most superfluous defensive player. That's a strength of the New York Giants. They've got a great D-line. Leonard Williams is not the greatest on that great D-line. And uh wow. They got a lot back. Did they really? They got a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick. I mean, well, I feel like go. that's, yeah, that's a smart trade. Good, good yeah. work, Giants. Joe Shane supremacy, Joe Shane masterclass, <laughs> um, especially after they uh, were, were dumb enough yesterday. Look, it's bad luck. You know, you never want your starting quarterback to get hurt. You never want your backup quarterback to have his ribs explode in the middle of the game. But they ended up with a man who was not allowed to throw a forward pass playing two and a half quarters of an NFL game. And so not a banner day for the GM when that happens. Like there was just, there were no options. Like they, the the amount of clock they managed to kill with a guy who was not allowed to throw was absurd. And so good job by Saquon Barkley and good job by that line. But yeah, you got caught with your pants around the ankles a little bit there with a scary undrafted rookie. Uh, So good, good comeback today by Joe Shane and uh, presumably Brian Dable for getting rid of a problem contract in a lost year. Uh, that's fun. We haven't had a good football moment for me on the show in a while. There we go. I'm, well, I'm happy for you. That's that's the good stuff. Uh, that is the good stuff. That feels good. Um, well, great. Uh, obviously, you're headed to the game tonight. 
Uh, gotta watch out. I, my eyes are still on Tommy Pham, who announced to everybody that he pulled himself out of the lineup with a chance to go five for five in game two so Jace Peterson could get his first World Series at bat, potentially only World Series at bat. Uh, Mike Maddox was also caught during that game yelling, at a boy, you dumb F star, 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 after Pham got picked off. So I will be focused prominently on Tommy Pham tonight. Uh, four for four for me is not enough. I think uh, I don't think he's done making a huge impact in this series. I wonder who you've got your eyes on heading into tonight's game. Yeah, I'm the exact same way as you. Like, I want like just sticking with Pham for a second. Like, it feels like what Orlando Arcio was for the Atlanta Braves is what Mike Maddox may have just become for the Texas Rangers. I am very curious because he, he poked the bear and you know, Tommy Pham, he saw it. He saw it. And that's the last thing you want to do is, is bulletin board material. Like it's, it's a legit thing. And I mean, any extra motivation you could possibly get for a series like this, the better. Um, so I think that's going to be something that is only going to light the fuel um, for him even more. Um, I'll, I'll say, for this game, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with Brandon Fott, and yeah. I think his emergence has been so crucial, and he's performed in such a high level. Like he's performed in, if you look, the closeout game against the Dodgers, he has done it against the uh, the Phillies in what was it, games three and seven, where he ended up like he he was one of the huge or one of the primary reasons why. Um, they ended up beating the Phillies and they put him in position to win in game seven. Obviously this is the biggest stage he's ever performed on. He's pitching in the world series. Um, I expect him to shove, but we're, uh, this is, this is going to be a real test for him and especially against a really tough Rangers lineup. So I'm curious to see how he performs, but I have confidence in him. And I don't know if I would have said that even like six weeks ago. So it's been a real steady clamp for him uh, in these last month or six weeks or so. And I think at this point, he's earned a slightly slower hook. Now, it's worked so far, but we'll see how Tori Lovello and that staff handles fought in this outing. I got my eyes on that, too. Sounds like both of us maybe have the Diamondbacks winning this potential pivot game, which means, as you all know, 30-1 to Rangers in Game 3. No, exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm, oh, boy. I'm going to go. What do I want to go? Well... Shoot, give me five to two Diamondbacks in this game. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to go with. Although, yeah. like, as we've always joked, the fact that we're so confident about the Diamondbacks, yeah, congrats to the Rangers. I mean, that's just like, this is bound to happen with our predictions here. Unbelievable. Yeah, shout out to the Texas Rangers for taking control of this series tonight, even though both of us are sort of <laughs> feeling differently. Um, fun, fun, fun rings that can be given out in this series, by the way. I, I bought the World Series program over the weekend just because I'm a – absolute sicko i went to the mlb store in new york city shout out and i was like i gotta spend some money but not gonna spend that much money bought the program one of my favorite annual traditions looking through it did not know damian easley was on this coaching staff did not know joe mather former st louis cardinals legend and 2006 bowman chrome icon was a hitting coach for the diamondbacks did not know bobby wilson was the rangers catching coordinator some incredible names that could capture world series rings this year I want to end this with some fun trivia because. Oh, hang on. I want to. I want to add one more thing. This isn't like a sort. Like this isn't a scoop or anything. But another okay. guy who would get a ring if the Diamondbacks win is Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's freaking crazy. I mean, it's yeah. He's all. He's also the highly, highest paid player on this Diamondbacks team. He's not even on the team. 
which is crazy. So, anyways, continue, Adam. Sorry for cutting you off. I just wanted no, to No, no. And and they could kind of maybe sort of use him out of the bullpen in game four, potentially, but it will not be on the field. Uh, this really got me over the weekend. I think it came from a Joe Posansky blog, but he was like the, talking about the Diamondbacks history and how sort of bizarre and up and down it's been and how few stars there have been in Diamondbacks history. Franchise began in 1998. They have three Hall of Famers who've worn a Diamondbacks uniform. Can you name them? Oh, boy. Wait, wait, you're saying Hall of Famers? Three Hall of Famers who've been with the Diamondbacks. One of them them is Randy Johnson. uh, But Kurt Schilling cannot get himself into the Hall of Fame, so he has not joined Randy yet. There are two more, and they're both, like, mind exploders. Is it... Because I feel like I heard this the other day. It was one of them. It's not Alomar, is it? Robbie Alomar ended yeah. his career in that horrible, uh, that nonsense uniform on the Richie Sexton teams. I have no idea. Who, I have no idea who the other one would be. Oh, the Richie Sexton's a good shot. Brewer's legend right there. That was such a fr- – the 2004 Diamondbacks, I used to pull all the time when I opened baseball cards. Like, t- so much Matt Cata, like, you would not believe. Um, the third Hall of Famer is Kirk Gibson's coach, Alan Trammell. Spent time with the 2014 to 18 Diamondbacks in the dugout and was elected to the Hall a couple years ago. But that's it because Schilling can't get, get in. That's crazy. I, I, I never, never, that. never in a million years, but it's it's such a strange franchise. Have that unbelievable run in 2001 and very little else other than, of course, uh, Matt Cata and those incredible 04 D-backs. Um, now it's time to make a little more history. Hopefully you see a little history tonight. Uh, that's it for this edition of the show. Please keep the questions coming. Please join the discord. Keep pinging us with questions. We can't wait for the off season to get going either, but plenty of great baseball to savor before it's here. <sighs> Robert, you're headed down to the ballpark. What's sort of your, uh, what do you do on game days? Like what, what's your, do you have a go-to ballpark meal tonight? Do the D-backs have a food option? that you're looking forward to, or are you just going to cram whatever you can eat and watch some great baseball? So <laughs> I was going to treat myself to uh DeFalco's, which is like a real good Italian deli. That's right by my place. But my car broke down on the highway last night and I don't have a car. So um, I'm going to have to get creative. Maybe I eat the Shake Shack that's in the ballpark. Who knows? But um, I'm going to try to, maybe I door dash something healthy. Cause I don't want to like feel like a, just a pile of crap after the game. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, not great. By the way, having your car break down on the highway, uh, not great. Um, no. So I'm I'm in the market for a new car. Um, so sources tell me I'm I'm hoping to have a new one by uh, by the end of the week. Um, but yeah, and also too, speaking of sources, the general manager meetings are going to be in Arizona next week, and I am going to have a lot of different conversations with sources, and I'm going to bring you guys all the latest that I'm hearing around the league. So get ready for some off-season coverage because it is coming. It is coming very soon, and we're going to be breaking a lot of news and hopefully on this show. Yeah, we are going to have some all-time episodes beginning next week for sure. If you see Robert in the line for Shake Shack, he's open to your used car pitches. So please offer him uh, discount cars as long as all the parts are functional. The code for Superdraft DFS is FAN. Sign up, you get yourself a deposit match up to $20 and you support the show. The Discord, all you have to do is become a YouTube member to join and next week would be a pretty great time to do that. In fact, it would be the second best time to do that right behind 
right now, which is also a great time to do that. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for everyone in the comment section. Some great questions and some great things that we will address in episodes moving forward. For now, it's time for Game 3 of this World Series. It's time to get Robert to the ballpark. Thanks so much for joining, everybody. Robert, thanks as always. This has been another awesome show. Man, it's been an awesome show. I appreciate you, everybody, for tuning in. Adam, I appreciate you. Sean Bailey, our lovely producer on this episode, we appreciate you. I got to get myself ready and go to the ballpark. Uh, so, I uh, yeah, I will see everybody here on Thursday. Appreciate every one of you. And, uh, yeah, go Birds. Go Birds. Go, go, go New York Giants. Go Leonard Williams. Go the rule of law. Go yeah, well, he literally is going to Seattle. Yeah, literally leave yeah. Leonard Williams and go Giants. We'll see everybody on the show. Normal time on Thursday. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.